Welcome to a Player One special. This is the start of our Desert Island Survival Island podcast. Name's still pending, but I'm thinking we're going to go with Survival Island in kind of a reference to the old Minecraft trend back in the day, because if you're my age, you remember those. But simple premise, each Player One member will interview another Player One member on three of their favourite games and why they're their favourite. Tonight, we are joined by... Uh, a bit of a newbie on the team, one of our newest members on the team. He's been on for a while, but he is new still. It is, of course, Zach. How are you, mate? I am good. I would like to remind you that I was in Player One before you were born. That's not true. Before you hey, were oh. born into before <laughs> you were born into sin. But as of this season, yes, I am basically new because I did take like a four year break. But here I am. Very much, very much so, and like. You know, if if you can find them, I do suggest maybe go back through the the player oh, archives God, on all the socials somewhere in there for sure. And I don't see know if where you can though. find. I'm not even sure if they're still up. Have a look for us and see if you can find old clips with Zach. How old were you when you were back on Player One back in the day? I was 17. I am now oh. 21. Times have changed. Times have changed. There you go. If you want to hear Zach sounding a lot younger, that'll be a I fun little look I do not back. sound a lot different. I still sound like a 15-year-old and look <laughs> like a 15-year-old. This might be an audio medium, but I can describe what I look like, a 15-year-old. That's it. I, I will neither agree nor disagree with that, but I guess I'll explain the concept of the podcast for those who are listening in as this is their first episode going up, and maybe this is their first episode, uh, and also to Zach, who... May need a reminder. Simply put, the concept is you're stuck or stranded on a desert island. You have the ability to play any three video games for the rest of your life. What video games do you choose? And I should make it clear that you can choose online games with the, you know, kind of hitch that you can't, you know, put in a message board or something, come help me, come save me, or anything like that. You mean I can't load up Miiverse and send out a few SOS messages, perhaps in Morse code, is that allowed? As much as I wish you could do that, you know, I wish I could give it to you because then I'd give you Smash 4 and I'd give you the ability to post it on the old Smash 4 Miiverse the stage. Miiverse stage! It's the ultimate safety feature. Exactly, that will save you in... No, it won't, Smash players don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it doesn't help that Miiverse is a little bit dead. Uh, that too, but, that too. But and dreams live on. You know what, I should mention, if there is a dead internet service like the old Nintendo service, you can have access to that. So if you want to play Pokemon oh. Diamond and Pearl uh, with trading on online or whatever, go ahead, that's all accessible. But I don't think you'll really need that online service because it wasn't great and nobody really used it for much. So but, the quality of Nintendo's online stays the same, Desert Island or not? Yeah. <laughs> You've got Australian internet on this island. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Without further ado, though, I think I'll jump straight in. What would be your first game? Okay, so the first one I'm going to go with is Breath of the Wild. 
Ooh. It's not a game from my childhood. In fact, pretty much none of the games I'm going to mention are from my childhood because as a child, I didn't really play good games. Uh, I didn't play... I mean, I had some that I remember fondly, but the most... The games I tend to remember more fondly are ones that I actually played more recently when I was a little bit more internet savvy, let's put it that way. But yeah. Breath of the Wild is... I mean, it's A, massive, so it would keep me occupied for a while. B, it's... I mean, I do love the Zelda franchise. It's probably my favorite game franchise, so that helps a lot. It's just a fantastic game in general. And C, it's got a fantastic speedrunning component. And Ooh. that is something that, while I'm not super into speedrunning, it's something that's always interested me. And I've always been like, oh, that could be fun to get into. If only I had the time to do it and lack of responsibilities in my actual life. And if I'm stuck on a desert island, what responsibilities do I have? That's Other than not dying. Um, that's a fair so that point. leaves I've, me plenty of time to speedrun. I've never <laughs> really considered the idea that, you know, Breath of the Wild or another open world game would be a perfect catalyst for simply putting some time down to speedrun. And for those who do remember, yeah. when Breath of the Wild originally released, I believe before it released, actually, it was given to speedrunners uh, to see how fast they could beat Ganon. And it was fascinating to watch because they immediately figured out tricks. They immediately figured out the magnet trick where you fly through the sky to get off the, the plateau very quickly. It was fascinating to watch. And that game has a lot of speedrunning possibilities. And I think as well, there's a lot of... Um, uh, personally, on a personal level, I recently played the game uh, alongside someone, kind of playing like a bingo card kind of thing. But one of the rules we had was no fast travel. And... I've played the game maybe three times now, and it was nice to do that because there were plenty of places that I discovered that I didn't know about. Uh, one example is an orchard near the desert, uh, which I, I remember stumbling upon and just being like, oh my god, apples, yes! It yeah. was small, but it was nice. I can definitely There's see why. constantly new things that you can discover in that game, and that sense of discovery, well... You know, it might be lost a little bit on repeat playthroughs. I don't think it would really go away because there's so much there. You can play the game in very different ways and you can play it in very unconventional ways. Like, for example, a lot of people at the time when the game came out in reviews complained about the weapon's durability. And while I do, while I do agree to an extent, I never found it that big a deal when I was playing in my own personal playthrough because I played in a very like stealth focused format. I would tend to try and sneak past enemies or try and backstab them and do things like that, kill them in unconventional ways rather than playing in a traditional Zelda, hit them with your sword because that's literally all you can do in every other Zelda game. Mm. I mean, short bows and whatever, but basically you're hitting 90% of enemies with your sword. I found that that made the game and made the weapon durability, you know, it was still annoying, but it wasn't as big a deal as a lot of reviewers made it out to be, to me personally. This is not me saying that it was a good system or a well-designed system. No, it was very poorly thought out because mm. it should accommodate to the players who do just want to hit things with their sword. Oh, definitely. But the point I'm getting at is that... The point I'm getting at is that you can play the game in a lot of different ways. So, sure, I might play one round stealth. I might go bows only. I might go heavy weapons only. I might do bombs only. Who knows? There's a lot of opportunities for experimentation there, which I think would keep the game feeling quite fresh, even after quite a while. Like, I could play that game forever. I could go oh. back to that game right now, load up my save file, 
my one save file because you're only allowed to have one, and I would find things to do even though I've played through so much of the game already. And, and the beauty of that situation, I think, as well, is, you, as you said, there's heaps to do. Part of that, to me, and one that came to mind pretty much just then, was 100%ing this huge, massive yeah. game that uh, I don't know if you have, but I know I definitely God, have. God, no, I am not even... I'm at, like, 60-something percent, I think, 70, maybe. That's that's where a lot of people tend to... Not even that. I'd say a lot of people tend to finish the game and beat Ganon at about 40%. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. I think I was around about there the last time I played it, and I knew what I was looking for in a lot of um, positions and a lot of things. Whereas, you know, on that repeat playthrough, you may know, oh, well, I can go see a, a red line all over this way. I can go, um, if I go to the top right of the map, there's a secret maze. Um, you may learn about glitches and things like that. Like, this game is, what, four or five years old now? And I'm still personally yeah. learning about a lot of glitches. For example, fun fact, did you know you can glitch the Master Sword into your inventory? If you Yes, I saw that very recently. Yeah, I believe it was Small Ant, the YouTuber slash streamer that did it. Um, but if you pull out a campfire, set it up right next to the Master Sword, and I think it's sleep till night or the next day or whatever, uh, you just pick it up, regardless of how many hearts you have on you, which... That that's that's huge. That's one of the things I didn't like about uh, Breath of the Wild, but I kind of did. Was that I, I, thirteen look, heart honest, requirement? I loved, it. I loved that. I mean, I thought it was really just a nice throwback to Zelda One. It um, it was. It was a little annoying being like, oh, there's the Master Sword's right there, but I don't have enough. I put too much it's into frustrating. stamina. Yeah, it's frustrating <laughs> when you put a lot into stamina because I think stamina is far more important, or at least far more relevant than health in breath of the wild because you oh, the, run all over the place well there's that and everywhere. also the combat once you figure out how the combat in breath of the wild works it's a the best way i've had it explained to me is it's a very dumbed down souls yeah. combat which yeah. isn't bad but it's very easy to learn and start cheesing like lionel's are very easy to kill at one uh, once you've played a certain amount of ga uh, that game oh easy yeah um but even then, there are plenty of enemies that will still keep you on your feet. Uh, the wizards, for example, I despise them because they're just a pain in the ass to actually get to. Um, I, but... I'm assuming I'm assuming that in this, I also get to have the DLC, yes? I'm going to give you the DLC and... Good, because I've never played it. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll, I'll be nice. Oh, the DLC is fun. The DLC is fun no, and challenging. I, I, I just never ended up picking it up. I really should because it looks incredible. Well... Half of it looks really good, the other half I'm a bit meh about. Yeah. Uh, I should mention, I think I forgot to mention it in the front, if there is a game with DLC, uh, or I guess in Nintendo's case, Amiibo support, you have the Amiibos and DLC. In so, that case, I'm selecting the game purely for the Amiibos. Purely. I, want the <laughs> I want the visual stimulation and nothing else. I want to be able to look at a Guardian figurine and think, damn, this thing looks cool. I like this idea that you're stuck on the desert island, just on the beach. You've got this little tell, not even a tell. You've just got a switch in your oh, hand, and right you're gonna next regret, to you, you're going to regret this with my next game choice. Oh actually. boy, oh no! Um, but I, I'm picturing it now. You've just got this setup. You've got like a little wooden maze like shelf, just filled with like here's Wolf Link, 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 Zelda, 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 Guardian. <laughs> yep. And I'm in like, I, I love it, I love it. But no, that, that that's a great pick. I, I definitely see why you'd pick it. And um, to be honest, I imagine somebody else will pick that game later on in this series of uh, interviews. But I, I will push for the second game. What, what have we got there? Is it the same genre? Why not? 
It is not the same genre, and I said you would regret giving me access to Amiibos because I am going to go with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate oh. and get every Smash Bros. Amiibo. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so now I can decorate my house that I've built on this island very nicely with every single character, and there are a lot, but that is a good segue into the fact that there's a lot to do in that game, kind of. And I'm going to have a big asterisk here because there's a lot to do. I don't think it's the most interesting content Smash Bros. has had, though. Not single player, but I think you're in a weird spot where, one, you're going to have a Nintendo-sponsored hut, um, and two, you've got online, which to me means that you're going to come off this island, if you ever do, whatever, as you know, some massive masterpiece Smash Online player. Um, And I think the fact that Smash Online admittedly isn't as good as it should be, but the concept of it is, and the fact that the game offers so many options of how to play it, even single-player-wise, as much as the single-player story isn't fantastic, that should open up a fair bit. And I know you've played a lot more Smash than just about anyone else, um, it's like, get, try and explain to me why is Smash, because I'm, I'm hearing it and I'm like, yes, but the, the single, the World of Light's not great, the spirits no. aren't amazing, and outside I mean, of that... Look, it was a toss-up between, so I have the most sort of nostalgic memories for Super Smash Bros. Brawl, it was the first game I played in the series, and it's the game that I do think offers the most robust single-player experience of any of the Smash Bros. games. The Subspace Emissary is... It's a disappointing mode in a lot of ways because it's very close to being everything it needs to be, but misses the mark in, you know, level designs that are extremely generic and aren't based on any actual Nintendo properties or are very loosely. Like, sure, you get Donkey Kong in the jungle world, but the jungle world just looks like a very generic jungle level with generic everything and i def you know there are some enemies that are references to actual games i know you can run into goombas in like one level and i know some of the enemies were reused in kid icarus uprising and that's it um sure you've got some bosses the bosses are a great part of that game oh definitely they're the best part of the story mode in my opinion i mean the cutscenes are fun the cutscenes are fun fan service the thing is there's just not enough there that if the levels were based off of actual Nintendo properties, you know, and done properly, I think it would have been a significantly better mode. I mean, I'm still perfectly down with it having an original story, and I'm even fine with it having original enemies. I don't really care that much. I just think, you know, when you're in, you know, the Sky World, you know, the Kid Icarus version, or the Kid Icarus world, right? And sure, Kid Icarus Uprising hadn't come out at the time, but the there fact that it's still just Kid cla- enemies and and it's still just clouds. Enemies. It's yeah. just clouds. Also, I do need to issue a correction. Some of the enemies were in the original Kid Icarus, not just in Uprising. Mm. But also, I don't care. Um, I mean, the point still stands. There weren't yeah, enough enemies. From there the weren't enough that, that were, were actually represented. interesting. There weren't enough for anyone to care. Now, I, I, I will ask this before I push you on to your next one because you've chosen. Now that we've talked about a little bit of the single player, my mind's gone to one. Melee's got a single player that may not have the same storytelling elements to it, but is arguably just as good. The classic and adventure modes are great with the break the targets being just as 
uh, fantastic, but that, a lot of that's probably my nostalgia personally. But I'm also surprised you didn't choose Brawl because with online, arguably, I could say that you could pick up Project M. And that changes... See, that changes everything. That changes, that changes everything. everything. That's not fair. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, have this fan game as well. But it's... That, a... Hmm... I'm, all right, I will say no to Project M. But... Okay, then I'm going with Ultimate. You want to know why? You want to know the real reason I'm going with Ultimate? Because is... I can play a Sora in Ultimate, That's... and his yep, uptorn so. is funny. All right? <laughs> That's it. That's why. I like to picture And because well Zelda is actually his... a good character in Ultimate. Well, actually, she's still, like, low mid-tier, but she's more fun to play than she I... is in any of the she... other games. She was a top tier at one point. No, she was not. Yes, yeah, she was. Very early, she was a top tier. Very early when no one knew how to play the game. Yeah, I mean, look, once upon a time, Daisy was a top tier, so, I mean, it's, it's a strange game. No, Peach game. is still a top tier. Peach is still a top tier, are you kidding Peach me? Peach is, Daisy isn't, strangely No, enough. they're the same character. Peach no, and Daisy that... in ult- No, Peach I and bu- Daisy in ultimate have no differences. I could be wrong there. I will correct this in editing. I will double check it. They um, have- No, I'm dead serious. There are no- There are- Daisy is a little bit shorter, I think, by like one it? or two pixels. That's it. There were differences. Uh, I believe their down B was different because- Daisy still used Peach's Smash 4 down B. Very minuscule difference, like tiny difference. Uh, they patched that out. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there are no differences. Yeah, fair enough. As, as I said, I will double check this when I'm editing just in case, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, more Smash than I do, so that, that's it, definitely... Look, it might have changed with an update at some point, but as far as I know, there's no difference between them, and there's also functionally no difference between Samus and Dark Samus. I couldn't... That one I feel like there is, but I won't go into that one. But I, I do say that I do want to say that with with the Sora thing, and I, I love the idea of the DLCs and you having all the amiibos, because to me it means as you're sitting down on this island, occasionally you'll just have an amiibo float on, float onto the island, onto the beach. Here comes Sora's amiibo just floating into the um, area, and I think that does offer itself because as much as the spirits aren't fantastic. The spirit events and the online events that have always been happening through the Smash Ultimate life cycle, for example, the melee tournament thing uh, a while ago, which I thought was fantastic, um, they do keep the game to an element somewhat fresh. Yeah, there's, there's and look, I, like I said, spirits get repetitive, but like with Breath of the Wild, I think playing them with certain constraints can at least make them somewhat more refreshing. Like, try to beat spirits without using any spirits yourself. That oh, yeah. makes it more interesting. Try to beat, you know, all-star mode with every character. That's something that I don't think a lot of people have actually really gone for. What about trying to get 9.9 with every character in classic mode? I stand by the fact, and it baffles me to this day, that you should be able to select different characters' classic modes for different characters. Like, I, I understand why it's locked to one character, but I feel like once you beat it with every character, you should be able to play any and I say this mostly because I really want to play Sephiroth's classic mode, which is a boss rush, with other characters. I, I definitely agree with that. Once you've completed every other thing, uh, everybody's classic modes, because every classic mode is built for that character. There are definitely some that are built much better, some that are built much, much yeah. worse. Um, a great example is that you said Sora, brand new character. Uh, the events of Sora's classic mode, with the exception of Master Hand and Crazy Hand, uh, an adventure through the events of Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. Uh, even to the point where you battle Cloud in an arena uh, that is covered in the colour brown. Like, it, but it sets still, itself up. Like, But I still think once I beat that 
yeah, like, you once I beat Sora's Classic mode, to do it with I anyone else, should be able to do it with anyone else to just give a little extra divert, like just to diversify the game a little bit. Mm. It, I think doing that would add a lot in terms of re- like there doesn't even need to be any rewards for doing it. Just let it say that I got it, that I beat it with another character on a screen, and that's all I care about, really. Yeah. Uh, I think as well, you mentioned the challenge runs and, you know, beating things without um, spirits and all that. One thing I remember a while back, you might remember the same one, was um, there was a challenge run of World of Light where the idea was simple. It's like a Pokemon Nuzlocke where you don't use any spirits in any of the fights and any time you lose a single character. So let's say I'm playing, uh, well, you get Mario second. So let's say pretty early in I lose a fight with Mario. I can't use Mario for the rest that of the That would be really, run. really it's fun. difficult, especially later on. Well, actually, not even later on. It's Early, it's really difficult because you have so many characters that you may not be good at. Um, but later on, it's still difficult because all these fights get ridiculous. You start planning a way to avoid fights like, for example, the uh, I believe it was the Grand Star fight in uh, the middle of the city where it's like, here's um, that Donkey Kong stage that no oh, one likes. Oh, Paulina, Paulina. That's the one. Pauline. I don't know why I said Pauline. Pauline. Yeah, that like that one's a terrible, terrible fight to attack because you're going to lose yep. someone. But like, hundred percent. That kind of stuff it helps the game, and I think it's it's a weird choice, not my choice personally, but I like the idea of having a Smash game. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction here, All right? Based on what you've chosen. So you've chosen Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. Then you've gone to Smash Bros. Ultimate, and you said Ultimate specifically because of Sora. Okay, not specifically. Does... That was kind of a joke. That was well, maybe, kind of maybe a not joke. specifically, but I mentioned Sora helps. Does more... Sora have any connection to the next choice? God, absolutely not. I am not picking. Oh, good. <laughs> I am not picking a Kingdom Hearts game. Jesus, <laughs> I'm trying to survive on this island. Please. No, when I said Sora in Smash, I was more just meaning, you know, there's so many characters, right? I get bored of playing one character, I can pick up another. It's got characters that I love, some characters I don't care about, but the point is, like, there's a lot of options there that I think the game will stay fresh enough for long enough, despite its limited single-player content. I I should mention as well, on one last point before I throw us to the next uh, choice, music content-wise... Oh my god, god you've yeah. set yourself up forever. I've got a radio. I've got a radio. I can listen to the remix, the the one that was in Steve's reveal trailer. I can listen to that forever. That is such a good song. I mean, even then, you could just chuck the entire thing, whether it's like, oh, here's Break the Targets to Sephiroth's theme to um, the gummy ship from... Yeah, you can make your own playlists. Exactly. It's a fantastic, fantastic. idea. And I... if I want to do art, I can go into Stage Builder and draw stuff. Badly, <laughs> but I can do it. <laughs> I'm giving myself options here. Given what I've seen people do on that online and, uh, you know, on the where you can download other people's, go ahead. I've seen some fantastic, some terrible, and some things that need to be removed. My artistic ability... Oh, I can use the ability to create movies. There's like a movie creator. I can can recreate dramas in Smash Bros. It's so versatile. I'm not creative, but it's versatile. Hey, I mean, look, Nintendo... I know for a fact Nintendo does not... Uh, check it or regulate it at all because people put their modded versions of Smash Ultimate oh on God. there and you still get things like, here's Among Us being hit by a train. 
that is also Thomas I have the Tank Engine. Looked at Smash Bros. online content in forever. I need to see this. It's it's not good. I'll say that the stage builder has a couple good, and then a lot of bad. Oh, no, I've and played then... some fun stages. Oh, so have I. But if you look at what's most popular, oh yeah, no, oh, no, boy. I have looked at stage builder. I have looked at stage builder. And... Um, even yeah. even the me creations. I did find it funny recently. I did have a look, and the, the top one right now, I think, is Chris Pratt Mario, oh, um, no. which that's kind of funny. But, it's kind of funny, but oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but with that, on a pretty weird note, we're going to push into the third game. And you've said it's not Kingdom Hearts, so I have no idea what this could be. Okay, well, neither do I. I just know it's not going to be Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this is a really tough one because before we started, I had a list of more games than just. Okay, I didn't well, do you know want, that do we you could only give, do three some, games. Do you want to give some notable mentions? Yeah, uh, I'll give some, some notable out. mentions. I'll give some notable mentions. And again, this I, I came up with this list before I knew that it should be like my favorite games. So this isn't necessarily these aren't necessarily my favorite games. They're just the games that I think would do me well on a desert island. Uh, so I have the Sega Genesis Classics Collection, Ooh. Uh, because or Mega Drive Classics Collection because Australia. Uh, because, you know, you've got a lot of variety. You do have some games that I played as a kid. You've got Sonic 1, Sonic 2, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Fun that fact. That game and this slaps. Will, fun fact, and this will date, um, the release of this and when we're recording it. On the Smash, on, not Smash, on the Nintendo Line, ex- uh, online, it's, bleh, on the Nintendo Online expansion pack, on the Genesis, if you have a Japanese uh, internet or version, um, mean, uh, the Mean Bean Machine game is not there, and instead you get a wow. copy of Poyo Poyo, which is oh, okay. really cool, because for those who don't know, Mean Bean Machine is literally Poyo Poyo, but here's Sonic, which is kind of cool. But yes, Mean Bean Machine. But you got, you know, you've got Columns, another puzzle game. You've got Gunstar Heroes. Uh, you've got a few different RPGs on there. Like, there's plenty of variety. Not my favorite because I didn't, like I said, I didn't grow up with them. But like I can Column, learn to Columns look... is definitely not anyone's favorite. Columns is a good game. It's not a favorite though. It's a good no, game, but no. whoa, that's not what I was expecting to hear. Well, it's just you know, puzzle game. I like yeah, to play puzzle, puzzle games. Puzzle game I can just kind there. of lose my time in. Um, so yeah, it's not my favorite, not really classics that I played, but classics I could learn to love. Uh, I've also got, as an honorable mention, the Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. And I never Ooh. played the Definitive Edition, but I did play the original and bought a decent amount of the DLC, which is just wrapped into the Definitive Edition. Uh, so it's the same thing. Um, lots of content in that game. Is this the, the original Adventure- Hyrule Warriors? Original Hyrule Warriors. Age of Calamity is great, but it honestly has way less content to keep you coming back. Interesting. The it's, original it's, it's, Hyrule Warriors has, especially if you're kind of going for completion, Oh yeah, it ranks you on every single mission, and getting A rank is damn near impossible in some of them. And, and I should I should make it clear, because I imagine I know the answer here. We're talking the Wii U version, right? Uh, so it was, really, it was re-released on Switch. Was it re-released it was re-re- on Switch? Yes, yes. Well, it was it, very, the, one of the earlier ports. I would assume then the console version, because there was a release on 3DS with slight yes, differences. Yes, but the version... But it was on, terrible. The version on 3DS... Uh, the version on Switch, rather, wraps in the changes from 3DS into oh, that version. Oh, well... Yes. Then th- so it wraps the in the edition. content that was exclusive to that, such as like you have, you can like have a fairy companion that can have a bunch of different effects. You can switch your characters on the fly. 
it wraps all of that into the Switch version. Okay. Yeah, well, the, the, then that's obviously the version you'd go for. Yep, it is the definitive edition. Hey. Now, I've got two more games on my list that one of them is going to have to be the top one. And again, these aren't my favorite games. These are the games that I could definitely get time out of. And one of them is going to make sense. Hades. I talk about this game all the time. Oh, yep. Okay. I love Hades. Do I think I could play it for the rest of my life? Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, you're, uh, you're going with Hades. It's it's hard to pick it because it does sort of have a limited amount of content compared to the other games I've kind of listed off. But that limit is still very high. There is still a lot there. Uh, and again, good speed runs. Good speed runs. It's, you know, it's one of my favorite games, probably my favorite game ever made, even if it's still fairly recent, you know, maybe it's a bit of recency bias, but I don't care. I can very comfortably go to Hades and just play it for, you know, half an hour, an hour, do a couple runs, see how far I can get. You know, if you've got the heat meter, which trying to beat the game with every single one of those options turned to max, I don't know if it can be done. I'm sure it can, but God, I can't do it. It, it implies do that with it can every be because weapon. you can... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Hades himself will give you uh, give you shit really for um, not having beaten the game on higher difficulties and with higher heats and things like that. I mean, you're not wrong, but I think we can broaden that out to Hades will just give you shit in fair, general. Fair. He he will just insult you all the time, and it's great because he will also show fatherly love towards you after you've died a whole bunch, and Aww. then also earned his respect, and then he'll go back to being kind of a dick. But, like, you know that he's, he means well sometimes. Um, but no, I love that game. I love a lot of what that game does. Again, I don't know if I could play it forever. And the other game, and this one is... Oh, boy. Oh, okay. I think I might bring Bloodborne. Because oh. it haunts me. I've never beaten it. And it scares me constantly. But my god, if I didn't have a choice, I'd finally actually finish the damn game. Um, interesting. Look, it's it's the sort of game that I love the gameplay of, but man, it's so spooky, and I'm a coward. Um, I love how the weapons feel. I love the enemies and their designs, and how it feels to fight them. It feels great. I love the level design. But my god, the atmosphere gets way too much for me sometimes. And I'm just like, I can't play this right now. This is way too oppressive, way too just intense. And I need to take very prolonged breaks. The difficulty, I don't really mind so much. I like a difficult game every now and then. But man, it's just tough for me to kind of push past that intense, like, spook levels and get through it. But if I didn't have a choice, I'd damn well learn to overcome my fears. Plus, it's got pretty robust DLC. Again, there's a lot of different options for how you play the game. You know, you've got, you go for a strength build, a dex build, you can go for arcana, you can work on your blood tinge and then go for like a gun build. Those exist. They're rare, mm. but they exist. So there's a lot of different options. There's a lot to discover in those games. You've got, you know, online, you can play it online with people. 
not yeah, the most in depth online, but it's definitely there. You it's can play something. PvP. You uh, you've got the chalice dungeons. You've got randomly generated dungeons that would last you basically forever, and you've got speed runs again. So the amount of content there is really drawing me towards it. However, as I stated, um, get spooked. I I will push something else, I guess, towards you as well, and this might change your mind, and I'll let you change the mind on this. Do you really want two games with similar conceptually? Um, combat styles because as much as Bloodborne isn't too Souls-like in a lot of what it does it is still very much based on the Souls combat uh, and so is as your first uh, choice was Breath of the Wild it's not even a close comparison Breath yeah. of the Wild's combat is I can see why you could compare it to Dark Souls or any of the or like Soulsborne games in general but it is not even close like Bloodborne has far more intricate weapons that do far more differently the enemies take advantage of like the enemies attack patterns take advantage of the weapons you're given in a much more in-depth way breath of the wild gives you a tool set to approach fights how you want for the most part and bloodborne does too but the thing about breath of the wild is the fights aren't the focal point the world is the focal point, the exploration. And there is a large element of that in Bloodborne, but there's also a large element of, oh, you died to the boss, fight them 50 more times until they die. That oh, doesn't yeah. happen in Breath of the Wild at all. I was you, definitely going to say that part of Bloodborne is it's very punishing when it wants to yes. be. Yes, um, yes. Now, of course, as I was talking about Bloodborne, more games did keep popping up in my head, which is no. the nature of this conversation. Because as soon as I was talking about the dark, spooky game that terrifies me, I was like, you know what? What if I just had a charming, fun game where everything is nice? Stardew Valley. I had the same thought. <laughs> Star Look, eventually I will be put into this seat. And for me, at least, the Stardew Valley is a game that's sitting right up there, right in the same conversation as like Minecraft and uh, Dragon Quest Builders and all these games that are relaxing builders. Yeah, and I, I was considering Minecraft, but I'll be honest, I've... While I have nostalgia towards it, I haven't played it in a very long time, or I haven't really gotten into it in a very long time. The last time I played it, I picked it up, played it for a little bit, and was just like, yeah, not for me. So, Stardew Valley, though. Let, mm. Let's say you were to choose Stardew, Stardew Valley, because I will push you for an answer between Hades, Bloodborne, and Stardew in a little bit, and that's a difficult thing to choose. The problem is, the more I think about Minecraft, the more it is actually edging its way up there. Anyway, but give me the question. If you were to choose Stardew Valley, why? What comes to mind as your immediate... Oh, this is why I could play this forever. Well, similar to something like... I mean, similar to something like Breath of the Wild, in a way, there's a lot there to discover that... I know I've barely scratched the surface of that game. I don't actually have a lot of hours in Stardew Valley. I have a huge amount of respect for the game and a huge amount of love for what it does. But I haven't actually played it that much. I think I've got something like... 80-something hours in it, which is not a lot for Stardew Valley. No, not at all. I know people who have close to a 1,000 hours in that game. And that, and that would just be one run, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I haven't played on any of the other islands other than the base island that you get. I haven't completed three years in-game yet, which is where the quote-unquote story wraps up, even though I know there is more beyond that. I know I haven't met every NPC. I haven't friended everyone you can. You can replay that game 
to the moon and back, but you don't have to. You can also just play the one save file yeah. and keep finding new things. And unlike Breath of the Wild, it supports multiple save files. Um, well, so you that's can... the thing too. Like The game even in, 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 um, encourages you to have two save files. Uh, it's not really spoilers for the game, but one, of course, you can marry multiple people. Um, and you get to see how that differs with the story and how other characters react and so on and so on. But two, you get the option of do you do the community stuff or do you go for Jojomart? Do you do this or do you do that? There are decisions yeah. in the game that completely change how your island or how your town, how Stardew Valley ends up being. Yeah, so there's a huge amount of depth there. It also has multiplayer, online multiplayer. So connect to the internet, play with a friend which would definitely add another sort of little, you know, it pushes Stardew Valley more to the front, honestly. And it's just, it's a game where you can really express yourself, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that sounds like a bit of a silly term. No, no, I, I completely the fact agree that you with can, you. You can make your island, or not island, I keep saying island because I keep thinking of Animal Crossing now. Um, you can make your farm, mm. you know, I've seen people make their farms cheerful, happy places. I've seen people make their farms into basically graveyards. You can do oh, whatever. Yeah, that, that's and part of I the beauty. I love that freedom. Mm. And that's not even scratching the surface surface of things like the combat, um, the exploration, the secrets, and so on. Because that, the game is filled with them, and of course that hundred percent bonus. I believe only somewhat recently, in the last year or so. Did someone other than Concerned Ape actually reach that goal and finally see that cutscene? A one hundred percent cutscene. That there blows is a, my mind. There is. It's not really. No, it is spoilers. It really is. But nobody's going to go for that hundred percent. It is a lot to get for. Um, and that game's been out forever, and it only took what four, five years. Um, oh my god! Like there is a cutscene at the end of the game with Leah on the. You know the magical boulder that you can't move near the top of the train station. Yeah. That gets removed. That's what oh happens, my... and there's a cutscene right up there. And definitely Google it. Have a look on YouTube for it, because it's a really interesting little cutscene, and you get all the credits, and it's really cool. But you could go for that type of thing. It, it's yeah. fantastic Honestly, on that, that level. Honestly, that pushes Stardew Valley probably to the top. Probably to the top. Well, I, I'm going to push you here. Bloodborne, Hades, or Stardew Valley. What three different games they are. <laughs> Yeah, no, Stardew Valley, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley? Yep. Fair. No, I, I can confidently say Stardew Valley. I Look, it's a list that, again, I can give or take some of these games in a weird way. I think I could happily swap out. I'll be honest, I think I could... If someone said, no, actually, you can't do Breath of the Wild, you have to bring Hades, I'm not about to complain. I love yeah. Hades. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, As much as I ask the question of here's three games for you to be stuck on an island with and you know you're only allowed to use these three i imagine everyone's got you know game four five and six all lined up ready to go yeah um and obviously we will see that further on in the series with this and so on like, but the amount of people that are going to bring up you know minecraft for example oh yeah it, like i i just predictions moving ahead I know that I'm probably going to have the game in my mind when I get there. I know people like Nathan might, Dem might, uh, I expect Tom. Lenny might as well, Connor. Um, there are people who will have that kind of game in there, and it's it's also interesting to see. And you've chosen things that aren't necessarily you know, the obvious choices. I think open world, yeah, that's kind of an obvious Breath one. Breath of the people... Wild is a safe choice. Breath of the Wild will be chosen by a couple of people. 
There will definitely um, be an I, open world. There will definitely be someone who chooses another Smash Bros. game. Maybe not Ultimate. Smash maybe Bros. is be. the one that surprises me, actually. I, I think you might be the only one. Unless I, we have an eSports fan who's I mean, I like, definitely... Throw me I don't know. Melee. I don't know how into Smash Bros. other people are in Play hmm. 1, really. Uh, it's not a series we actually talk about that much other than Oh, we when talk a about it plenty. I mean, okay, when uh, when a character is revealed, sure, we'll talk yeah. about it. But Outside of that, though, it's we not a game really we discuss about. how... Yeah, and we don't really discuss how often we play it, right? Mm. So I don't know... Because I'm not, like, a competitive Smash player by oh, any neither means. neither am I. But I am definitely mildly into the competitive scene. I've... Well, I was going to go to some local tournaments before COVID happened. Um, That's the thing as well. We do have people who are deeply into esports on the team. For example, we have Harry, who is in the past been our esports you know historian and the person we have report on a lot of this. And we also have uh, Tom, who is for those who don't know the head of the RMIT esports club. So like we definitely have some esports fans here who may you know choose i assume either melee or ultimate um i don't honestly think we're gonna see 64 brawl or four unfortunately as much as i think we'll only see games. brawl if someone has a nostalgic connection to yeah. it like me uh, but i didn't pick brawl nostalgia is going to be an interesting thing to watch throughout this game and i think if you know one last question is there any game that you think and i'll let you for the okay so for those who don't know this how this is going to work zach will choose someone else from the player one team Anyone on the Player One team who he'd like to be in my spot for, he'd like to host an interview for, uh, and he gets to push that way. So, Zach, without giving away who you're thinking of choosing or anything like that, is there a game that you select, you think that they are likely to choose? Ooh. I mean, I really could say Minecraft because that's such a solid bet. At least it's half the team yeah. will pick that. But I am going to not say Minecraft. And I am going to say, I think the person I will talk to will choose a Zelda game. Do I have to I be have more a specific? feeling I know who you're talking about. Do I about? have to be more specific <laughs> than that? No, and I imagine <laughs> any Player One fans know exactly who you're talking about now. Probably. Um, no, but... Yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting thing to see, and I definitely think that having that fighting game on there makes your selection very unique, because uh, a lot of people will choose that nostalgia. I know for myself, I haven't even got a fighting game in mind. They're so far out of the, the picture that it's ridiculous. But yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see. I definitely think, for those who haven't, have a look. If you have not played either Breath of the Wild, uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate, or Stardew Valley, definitely check them out. Honorable mentions, of course, to Hades and Bloodborne. Definitely check those games out. I've I've personally played all five of them. I think they're all fantastic. Even if Hades isn't really my thing, it's definitely worth checking out. I couldn't get into Hades. He's given me, Zach's just given me a look of like surprise and like, how dare you? It's and a look like, of I, absolute resentment. I I'm could, firing you. I, I I played it. I, I immediately went, oh, this is really really good. I just can't get into it. It's well, not get me. into it. <laughs> have you tried well have i got a deal for you you can go to this deserted island where you can have no choice but to play hades how does that sound no i do we'll see, respect, we'll I, no i do respect it not being everyone's thing i also understand that that's a flawed opinion uh but it is your opinion <laughs> i'm joking i'm kidding i'm kidding i like that i like that you know what else i like though 
I like all the places you can find more Player One content. And Zach, do you? Uh, usually, we have a run sheet in front of us with all the lists of places. Do you remember any of them? Let's see oh, if you can impress your Of course, I remember all of them. I remember all of them. You can find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Player One. You can also find us on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Again, just look up Player One. We're also on YouTube. Player One. Also, if you need me to tell you where the podcasts are, I don't know how you're listening to this, because this is not going live on air. This is just a podcast. Well, this this might go live on our Instagram. So, for those who may want to find it... If you're listening to this live on it, Instagram, and you need me to tell you where our Instagram is in that case, don't know how you found <laughs> us in the first place, but props to you. That means our marketing is doing better than it should be. Let's, let's hope. You know what? Let's really, really hope. But, of course, if you enjoyed what you listened to, check out all the places that Zach just mentioned. There will be more Player One content in the near future. Interviews, reviews, and more special podcast content. And for those who haven't checked it out, by the time this goes out, I will either be close to finishing or have finished the editing for the first two episodes of the Gaming Grudge Match. And Zach, he's laughing. He's laughing. He knows that this has been a while in the making. And I believe you were part of one of the episodes we've I was done? part of the first episode where we Ooh. were debating between a few games. I'm not going to say which games. No, no. Actually, but... uh, go say the games. You want me to say which games? All right. Yeah, well, let, let, let's, first... let's highlight it. Let's hi- so it up. So the series is, of course, classic series, Legend of Zelda. And we argued whether Breath of the Wild or Ocarina of Time are the better game. Ooh. And the conclusion may Ooh. surprise you. Ooh. And I'm not going to confirm whether I'm being sarcastic or not. <laughs> go have a go, Definitely go check that out. Um, you never know. You may just find yourself in a bit of a hole looking at it. And that's a joke that will only make sense to you if you've oh, listened no. to the episode. It, it, didn't, it didn't even make sense to me. And I was on the episode. It makes sense when you said that it would make sense. That's the point of it. It was a bad joke. And speaking of bad jokes, I don't have any more. So I'm going to end this here, and we're going to pass off. Thanks for joining me, Zach. The following Player One content includes coarse language and mature themes. If you are underage or this is not for you, I would suggest maybe turning off and finding some other great Player One content to listen to.